theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. What's up, wonderful friends? all over the world we're very grateful for you all to be here we are on the pursuit of happiness perhaps discovering that happiness comes from the pursuit perhaps whoa deep you like that little intro i do i thought i'd drop a little bomb to wake everyone up i love it yeah we're talking about the uh hector's list of happiness right it's a lot but they are so much deeper than being a single sentence and they we believe that the best source of knowledge comes from conversations and we're breaking down all these little little pieces of nuggets to figure out where does happiness come from what is the what is the goal what is the purpose how shall one go about it because who doesn't want to be happy Exactly. I want to be happy all the time. We all want to be happy, but it is really difficult to define what happiness is and very mysterious. Trying to figure out how to be happier mm-hmm. or happy in general if you're not happy. So we're going to dive right into it, and we have a, we have the list in front of us. So what's our first one on the list today? I have one that I think will be very meaningful to us, and it is happiness is feeling useful to others. That is interesting. What is your vibe with that? I love it. I love it. Yes, feeling useful to others. Hmm. I think by being useful to others, and this isn't just like you are just able to do things for other people. I do think that it has a lot to do with service. I think that I'm probably my happiest moments ever Hmm. or realizing how helpful or useful I was in that moment to someone who really needed it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no better feeling. It's almost like, yes, I was useful to you, Mm -hmm. but because of the gratitude you have towards my usefulness or that I know that this made an impact on this, Mm -hmm. that's something that is really hard for someone to give me by doing something for me, you Mm -hmm. know? Interesting. I do think that, you know, being useful to others, there's also, like I said, a connection with service in terms of finding purpose in mm-hmm. a way. I think that usefulness and, pro- and your and your purpose have a lot to do with each other. Absolutely. I, I agree, but I do have a deep question What's that, that you alluded to based on dropping the word impact. What is the difference between being useful and being impactful? Mm-hmm. And we can go to others, being useful to others or being impactful. Would it be impactful to others or on others? I don't know. I would say, I mean, I think useful in terms of well, what are you trying to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. Well, useful is kind of, to me, it's a little helping. Yeah, know? it's helping. It's helping. I would say, what is the reason for the help, right? What like Usefulness, just because someone gives a pair of shoes to someone who they think needs them, doesn't yeah. mean that it's actually useful. Like if it's the wrong size, it's not useful. Well, so I think that there's a thoughtfulness behind it. It's not just being helpful to, for helpfulness sake, yeah. right? It's about really understanding what is needed mm. and being thoughtful about how you can be useful to that end goal. Mm. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. My brain, unfortunately, and this may be a bias or some flaw in my thinking. When I, when I hear the word someone is, or when I hear the word useful for someone to being useful to someone else, I instantly think of, Hey, um, 
moving out of my house. Will you come by with your truck and we'll pack it up? Or, hey, my cabinet's broken. You think you can bring over some tools and fix it up with me? Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, I'm here for you, whatever. You let me know. That, to me, is kind of the, it's almost surface level. But I would never create that image in my head when I think of the word impactful. Mm -hmm. Impactful to me is perhaps as a flaw, but it is as though you are helping shape someone's long-term vision Mm -hmm. or getting them on a path towards success. Like it's it's a lot more meaningful yeah. than just being useful. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe from a different. I'll I'll come in with a different perspective then. Yeah, please do. To try to help with this, I would say, what are some skills that would actually be extremely useful in certain areas? Okay. You know, for example, doctors and nurses. Mm. Right. Are, there is a lack of them in certain parts of the world. Right. Who have the skills and the knowledge of how to actually provide not only vaccinations or medicine or whatever, but actually provides like surgery. They have the tools, right, right? right? That is so incredibly useful in a place where people don't get medical attention yeah, at all, right? Yeah. Wow. So it's really kind Would of you aligning your... impactful? Well, it is absolutely impactful, but it's not just making an impact just to make an impact. It's literally mm. like applying your skills in the most useful situation possible right, right? i yeah. mean there are we know we've actually met several doctors who have you know great practices are really well known in the united states or in you know europe or the uk and they spend their whole summer they spend they spend as much time as they can with doctors without borders and they just go in and they're seeing some crazy stuff like it's mm-hmm. not like they're making a lot of money off of this but right. they know that their skills are so incredibly useful like vital mm-hmm. in some situations whether it's you know like between life and death right mm-hmm. and even in this pandemic we saw nurses go to the certain areas and cities that were needing them and they were useful mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it wasn't because I mean, I, I wanted to make an impact, but my skills weren't useful in that immediate moment, right? It was right. the frontline workers. So I think that it has a lot to do with the skills and what is necessary at that time mm. in terms of how I think of like usefulness. But I do think that it's absolutely connected with impact. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Do you like that statement or do you think it could be a little bit more cleaned up? Happiness is feeling useful to others. Well... You know, I, I think that there is actually a lot of beauty in its simplicity because it's up, it's yeah. left up for interpretation and yeah. we're basically Useful able to have, key. we're able to have a conversation about it because it is up for our own interpretation. Right. Right. And I think the simpler it is, the more meaningful someone could, you know, make it for themselves also. Right. And everyone's different. Yeah. So for some, it may be as simple as being the person who comes over and helps, you know, pack some boxes up or something like that. But yeah. For others, it may be focusing on long-term, b- big impact picture. Definitely. You know I mean? well, and I mean, that's where I fit. That's where I put it. Like, I would sure. change it a little bit. I, well, I, I think that, you know, we've all probably had that really nice feeling when someone says, thank you so much for your help. That was, you were so useful. Like, yeah. what you did was really helpful. I really appreciate it. I like it. helpful more. You know, or, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, anyways, yeah. I thought yeah, Maybe I, helpful would be a better one, too. All right. So, anyways, I, I appreciate that one. I'm excited for the next one. Are you ready for it? Yes. The next one is the sun and the sea make everybody happy. I agree with that. (laughs) We kind of do. I mean, look at where we're at. I love, let's just go with the sun. We had a whole episode on sunrises and sunsets. They force you to be present. I love the sun. 
I need the sun. I'm grateful for the sun. That brings me great joy. The sea, for some, that may be true. For others, it may not be. For us, I love the ocean. It's so different from a lake, so different from a river. I love the sea, but I don't necessarily think that's for everyone. Oh, yeah. It might not be, but I, I, I really have a hard time thinking that someone could be absolutely miserable near the sea. Mm. Well, and in the sun it's very possible well there we've a lot of research has, has shown that vitamin d you know that you can get from the sun <laughs> actually does brighten one's mood right mm-hmm. there's actual research on that um i would say the sun there's a certain energy obviously that you know it just wakes up the mind we're all connected in some way to this beautiful you know earth yeah. this universe right? right and so i would say the 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 tides of the ocean is yeah, very it's all connected it. with the sun it's all very it is all very connected and just being there and seeing the you know the tides the waves the waves for me are some there's something in them yeah, yeah. i don't know if it's the ongoing changes that are occurring or perhaps the rhythm of it that just slows everything down yeah and maybe that's what uh, to me, I think that has to do with becoming present, sun and the sea, being yeah. present. I don't really feel as though people get are caught up in work when they're in the sun or in the sea or near the sea. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's, it's always going with, I'm very present in this moment, watching sunrise, watching sunset, hearing the waves crash. That's a beautiful thing. I agree. It is. There's something so calming and, and lovely about it all, honestly, if you just let your mind go. Right. You don't need to be doing anything, honestly. You don't need to be with a bunch of people. You can honestly just go to the beach by yourself and I, for 10 minutes and just be for a yeah. moment. It will it will change. So if you have a sea yeah. near you, go for it. If you don't, you'll find some other form of nature that can assist. But I can guarantee you got some sun available. Go get some. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> that's, that's advice from John Button. All right, this one, I think we're probably going to consider a debatable one. And I really want your perspective on it. Are you ready for it? Can't wait. Okay. Happiness is having a home and a garden of your own. Ooh. I don't think I agree with this one. Okay. Go for but it. But I understand why it's there probably. Yeah. Why don't you go with your answer and then I'll, I'll give my little thought. Well, I, I understand a home of your own. So you feel safe. You feel like that's yours, mm-hmm. right? And you, you get to make it your own little nest. And it's important to have that comfort and safety of your own home right right and then i think having a garden means you're contributing you're actually contributing to something growing right right yeah in nature um and i think that's a lovely sentiment and i actually do love the idea of having a home and a garden mm-hmm. in my current phase of life i don't really want a lot of things to tie me down i don't i feel mm-hmm. like i can i can have a place that i can call my temporary home yeah right and yeah. Um, have nature all around me where it's nature's just grown on its own. Right. Um, but I do think that there's a nice, a nice thing about nurturing a garden and like really mm-hmm. bringing it to life and then being able to harvest it and take care of it and all that stuff. So right. I do understand that. I think that it has a lot to do with humans need for nurturing, right. And taking care of oneself and others. Yes. So I think it's really, really lovely. So you, you kind of alluded to both aspects of it. I'm glad that you took the time to break that down. On the surface level, that statement, I fully disagree with. I don't think you need to have your own home and garden to feel happiness. It's not necessary, in my humble opinion, when you're taking that sentence 
on the surface level. Yeah. But let's break it down and get a little bit deep with it. What is a home? We often state home is where the heart is. Whenever I'm with you, I feel like I'm home. And our home could be in our current location. It could be in a hotel somewhere else. When I'm with you, I feel like I'm at home. Therefore, it, a home is necessary for happiness. Now, the garden aspect, I do view it as it's something, it, it's some sense of calling of assisting others, and others can include plants or uh, non-living species. Wait, no, it has to be a living species, but beyond just humans, it could be having a pet too. And having that sense of fulfillment from assisting with those items grow and develop, I do kind of think that we all have that within ourselves, that we need to uh, feel as though we're contributing to the growth of others. Yes, I agree. And therefore, the garden's a metaphor. And I agree. the home and the garden, if you take them as metaphors, I actually 100% agree with it, totally which is a agree. weird way. But if you don't, you take it surface level, I completely disagree. Yeah, I'm, from a material standpoint, I don't agree with it at all. Yeah. But I do agree with it 100% from a metaphorical standpoint. What do you think the statement was initially intended to be interpreted as? I think it's. I think most of this is all metaphorical, honestly. Mm. I do. I don't I like think. It that way. I, yeah, I think that you know your. I think, you know, your family could be a family that you choose. Your friends, right? It could be like the home could be. At least you're not you're not out on the street sleeping on the streets, right? Like yeah. it could be you. You just have a safe roof over your head. You have a place where you can you know, be yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and a garden can be just as simple as something like you're you're growing something, you're, you're building something, you're creating something, a business, you know, like a, a, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Like if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, home could be that sense of security and shelter. Yes. And which doesn't necessarily mean it's one specific place that you own, but having that fulfilled, if you have that fulfilled, then you can go to the higher level of that self-fulfillment from assisting others on their own journey. Yeah. I think a home ownership is not a part of that, you know, not a requirement, but I do think, you know, if you're a guest at someone else's house, you know how, how far that can go. You know, you at some point need a little space of your own. And so that's, I think, again, metaphorical, whatever that shelter is, that is your own, you know, where you feel like you can just be yourself. I think it's important. So that was good. I'm glad that we separated the material aspect from it because it's a lot more than that, but on the surface level, you read that quick, you're like, eh, this isn't going to be good. Ready for another one? Yes. Happiness is knowing how to celebrate. Oh, I love this one. I thought you'd enjoy it. Yes, I agree. I think that it's important to know how to celebrate, and that could be in any way, shape, or form, but in a way that really makes you feel like you are celebrating life. You are celebrating mm. something. You are not just, you know, okay, that happened. That's cool. You know, like really taking the time to express yourself, express the happiness and the celebration in whatever way you want. And I, we've been so lucky to be able to travel around the world and see how various different cultures (laughs) celebrate. And it's just one thing we have in common. We all do celebrate. We all celebrate for different reasons, for in different ways, with different things, with different people. But, um, I love that we all as humans, do feel the need to to celebrate in our own ways yeah to me when i think about us and this quote i think about taking making sure that we take the time to i don't know if i use the word celebrate but 
really appreciate our accomplishments for like in the short term. So we're going through different to-do lists every single day, taking the time at the end of the day to be proud of what was accomplished. Cause there's sometimes when we're trying to hack at the to-do list and it just, it's getting longer and longer by the second. And the things that we thought would take a few minutes end up taking sometimes the whole entire day and it's deflating. But when we do accomplish something, I think it's so important for us to take the time to be proud and have that moment of accomplishment and feel that celebration to its fullest extent. A hundred percent. But what, when, when you do just take that um, quote without like our own personal perspective, I do think like celebration goes to like holidays, like in Nicaragua, they have this Semana Santa week where they yeah. just party like crazy. It's not really a accomplishment, but it's a big moment of celebrating. And maybe that's a big part of the lesson is you don't always have to accomplish something to have a reason to celebrate. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, a lesson we both learned when we lived in Nicaragua. It was like almost every other weekend, I swear, every other weekend (laughs) or every other week, there was another thing to celebrate for, you know, maybe it was a holiday or maybe it was something else. And, And it really was, they celebrated every moment they could. Yeah. And it was amazing to i mean to me it's like okay i i I kind of you know okay we've got thanksgiving we got christmas you know we've got these american holidays and like you know there are a lot of holidays that no one actually celebrates but it's like remembering or you know in memorial or in memory like i I think that the thing is is you can celebrate like you said without having to accomplish something yeah but i think that life is much um brighter when you are celebrating yeah life I mean, Absolutely. it's not, you could just celebrate life. Why can't yeah. you just celebrate life? There's always something to celebrate. You There's know? always a reason to celebrate. If you need a reason to celebrate, like. Just Google it. Just Google What's it. today? <laughs> yeah. It might be pizza day. It might be. It might be. You know, there's random celebrations. May the 4th be with you. Exactly. Go find one. Go get a cheeseburger. Who knows what day it is. There's something to celebrate. Yeah, always. I like that. I like that because it is so easy to get caught up in whatever's going on. And sometimes if you just take a step back and appreciate the big wide world around you, celebration is an opportunity for happiness to come out. I completely agree. I do mean, you think I, you could celebrate too much though? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, just like with every, my favorite quote, everything in <laughs> moderation, including moderation, right? Yeah. I would just say, I mean, I remember there was one moment, one night where, I mean, the power had been out pretty much like all day and night and then the power came on and everyone went out and celebrated just because the power came on. Like Mm. we celebrated because there was power again. I mean, (laughs) that's pretty amazing. Okay. And I know that there are a lot of places around the world that celebrate the same thing. And so, you know, you, there, it could be any reason and it, and it could be, you know, just because you want to, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Treat yourself. I think celebrating life is an important part of this journey that we're all on yeah that's everything in moderation including celebration yes (laughs) that too all right so here's here's one and when i hear it at first i think this almost sounds specific to the movie but when i really dig deep with it i actually think that there's a lesson within it and this one is kind of focusing on country level and it says it's harder to be happy in a country run by bad people And so on the surface level, I'm like, okay, this is, I, I almost like know the exact scene of when this is going Me on. Me too, yeah. But when I really dig deep within that statement, 
to me is almost a calling for leadership mm -hmm. to be an essential part to contribute to have the opportunity to provide happiness to others yeah and having people in leadership roles that are perhaps selfish or unaware of their ability to influence others livelihood on a positive level and not focusing on that but focusing on themselves that's where the flaw is and that's where i think that statement comes in and so i think when i hear that statement i think i need to step up my game and make sure that i'm fully aware of my influence because my my a lot of times we might not feel as though we're as influential as we are and every single person is a teacher a mentor a leader to many others every day yeah and it's important if you recognize that you are then you are doing a great job of bringing happiness and joy to others mm. and in doing so that could be a positive cycle where it brings more happiness and joy to yourself i love that i love that you interpreted it as like leadership it's kind of like a call to action for leaders it just right. makes well i think for sure it is harder to be in a in a happier in a country where it's run by bad people i mean think for about sure. what it was like living in germany in world war ii yeah. when it was run by the nazis well, there's some really bad leaders there's today. still some bad leaders today i mean dictatorship you know is a kind of a scary thing especially when you have control of you know the military and there are a lot of, we don't have to go into politics or anything like that. I think that the real thing, the reality that we can all understand is that, mm. yeah, absolutely. It is more difficult to be happier in a place where it's ruled by really bad people who will do bad things to people if they don't fall yeah. in line, right? And exactly. es especially, I mean, we really, in, in a weird way, I mean, living in Nicaragua, I mean, the guy who is running it is not necessarily good person but mm. we did see happiness happen in areas we were like you know people are living in you know shanties with dirt floors basically you know yeah. and there's happiness in in the family and they invite us to celebrate with a really amazing so nice. dinner you know yeah. it was like wow this is this is amazing people find a way but i think the key in this is that it's harder and mm. i do think that it has a lot to do with the fear it has yeah. a lot to do with fear and so how sad. this is you know so we talk about fear in terms of how it holds you back, but there is some real fear that people feel, um, in different parts around the world yeah. where they are, you know, fearful for their livelihood because yeah. of how the country is being run or who is running the country. So dang, I, I feel that one actually. I, I do too. I heavy. feel it really heavy. Yeah. But yeah, be a good leader. Cause you are a leader. I yeah. think that's, that's how I'm going to interpret it. Absolutely. And yeah. Big perspective too. Thank you for that. This one is probably my favorite but it's also probably the one that is so broad and brings up the question of what does that mean exactly and it is happiness comes when you feel truly alive wow i know i'll tell you about my thoughts with it yeah i feel most alive when i'm with you in new environments experiencing as many new things simultaneously same like culture shock uh, just new environment, new people, new languages, confusion, standing out, like all that in one experience where you it, it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like a whiteout or like a blackout where yeah. you, you're like, oh, no, I don't even know what's going on. But those types of environments are the types of environments where I feel truly alive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who pursue extreme sports or even sports in general, those moments 
that they're making the play or they're getting barreled in the massive wave. Those moments that so much is going on around them, they can't comprehend it all because it's, it's, it's a, it is feeling like you're really being at one, like truly alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's happiness. Well, it's, it's also, a John you know, I, in a weird way, I also feel like it's all also forcing you to be present, like absolutely mm. present. Oh. You know, you're, you're, you're sensory. I overload, mean, yeah. it's overload, sensory overload. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the most alive is definitely that moment when you walk into a market and there's like all languages you don't understand yeah. you've never heard before sense of sense that you've never smelled before food you've never tried before i mean things you've never seen before you know having a beer with a new friend that you've never you never would have met in a million years you yeah. know like if you never went to this little town you know and and there are moments like that that make you truly feel alive i would also say another part that i know you and i have both definitely felt Mm. Um, truly alive has also been after doing something that we were really nervous about or like, mm. you know, like thinking about how alive we both felt when our dissertation defenses were done and we passed. We're like, oh my God, we just <laughs> achieved. We just, we've been working so hard for this and it's done. Can you yeah. believe it? I was so nervous and scared. Ugh. I can sign the papers or, or even like right before the Ted talk and after the Ted talk and during the Ted talk, it was yeah. like, oh my gosh, we've practiced this. We know this is our story. We can talk about this, but it's still a level, you know, it it was just another thing that we were so excited to do because doing that Ted talk meant so much to us. It was like a Mm. huge goal of ours. That's so interesting. Those, those examples, because right after it happens, I don't even, I'm almost like numb. Like I don't even know what's going on. It's like, I'm not even making sense of what just occurred, but then maybe even just a few hours later you take a step back and you're like whoa that's crazy and i would say that point's when the happiness is like a a real feeling yeah it's very strong it's euphoric i think during it and then afterwards in reflecting you're just kind of in awe i I would say that happens all moment i would i would say that also happens when we are immersed into a new environment all of a sudden and they're just taking it all in and you know you go back home or we go back to our our place and we're just like, whoa, can you believe everything we just saw and what yeah. we just did? And wow, we're here now. Like, this is, okay, what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, yeah. and just taking it all in. Um, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking of specific times, like when we were in Eastern Europe in Zagreb, and we just got off the train after the worst experience train journey. And we're in so much awe of this new environment. So cool. Like, I don't even know how to explain. It was like winter wonderland. Yeah. And we completely lost track of time, completely lost track of all of our plans, kind of kicked us in the butt a little bit later. But in that moment, truly alive was the feeling that took over. Yeah. And by being truly alive, true happiness did occur. And it's one of my favorite memories. I agree. I do. I, I, I have to, I really do believe that there is a connection of being present and feeling truly alive. It's I not agree 100%. thinking. It's not thinking about being alive. It's not thinking about being happy. It's not thinking about you know our consciousness gets in the way of a lot sometimes. You know mm-hmm. our thoughts. So when you're all of a sudden not thinking and you're just living and being mm. present in the moment, hmm. you're not even trying. You're just doing. You're it's, just yeah. You're, you're in the state. It's like almost that. like you're in a state of flow. You're just doing it you can't even I believe the state it of flow. I'm so, I, I wish they had one of those like happiness is being in the state of flow but they don't but yeah. they have a, a really good one that i think is the perfect conclusion one 
and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. It is, happiness is a certain way of seeing things. Mm, it's a perspective, a certain way of seeing things. certain way of seeing things. Yeah, thoughts? I agree. I agree. Go I think I really do. I do think you can choose the lens that you see things in. To a certain degree. To a certain degree. Sure. I mean, if you could see something, I mean, think about it. If, if you've. If you've flown on an airplane before, you know the routine. All right, cool. Oh, man, that's so annoying. The, the baby's crying in the background. Oh, we're not in first <laughs> class. Oh, we're not, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if it's your first time flying on an airplane and you're not scared of flying, wow. Like, all mm. of a sudden, your perspective is like, this is the most exciting, amazing thing ever. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you have the... You do have a choice in a lot of ways to see things in a positive or a negative light. And so I do think that perhaps this is what that's alluding to is it is a way of of seeing things. One one could see... um, One's life as miserable while they're viewing it as truly happy and vice versa. Exactly. So in that sense, I think it does kind of put the, the controller in your own possession. Yeah. You to a certain degree have the ability to perceive life in whichever format you choose but you do have the ability to see it through a lens of happiness and joy i agree and it's not easy to do it all the time i know i get that but i do think that if you have the choice and you know that you're maybe being a little bit more negative it is it is going to change your whole perspective you know if you if you decide to see things in a positive way i mean yeah. I think, you know, one could, we, you know, we've talked about how comparison is, you know, it does not lead to happiness, right? right? And comparing oneself constantly in a negative way is not going to get you anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I think that perspective means a lot. Mind, your mindset means it's a lot. It's not easy. It's not. But if you practice it, I think you get better at it. Yeah. And I do, I, I would like to conclude this little fun series of you're in control of your happiness. I believe that to its core that we can influence it. Whether we have full control or partial control, no matter what, I sincerely believe that we can have an influence on it. We have some control. Absolutely. And if there is, and I think that's a really, really wonderful thing to remind yourself about, that you do have some. You might not have all. Don't try to have it all. Don't try to have all the control. Except that you don't. Except that you don't have it. But in in the little instances or the little bit that you do, try your best. Yeah. You You have an influence on it. There's no question about that. So, you know, we're all on this journey towards happiness and uh, really grateful that you guys all joined us. We're happy that That you joined us. us. And we look forward to talking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.